0: Everybody, I'm Maya. I'm Melissa, and I'm Olivia. And we're here to take you back to your, your twilight phase. <laughs> Melissa, why'd you stop? You I just went way up. too early. No, it was perfect. <laughs> no, it was I going went great. way before you guys. <laughs> we'll see how it comes out in the recording. You really is. never know when we go on vacation. Our we went on is vacation. Off. How was vacation Um, for you guys? What did you do? I worked really hard and now I'm pretty burnt out. uh, Work was very stressful for me. Um, So actually, I'm glad that we were on vacation because I don't know if I would have had the mental capacity to do this (laughs) and also worry about my career. Uh, Um, Maya had a staycation. Yeah, before staycation, I worked really hard and was burnt out. Then I had an amazing staycation. Now I'm back at work and I'm um, still burnt out. So. <laughs> I had a great time, but I was not rejuvenated, clearly. It's almost like vacations do nothing. But it's almost like you need like a month of vacation. You need more. It's almost like we need more time. Rejuvenated. It's almost yeah. Like I took three and a half days off work and was like, this is a vacation. This is a real <laughs> break. Oh, yeah, it was only three and a half. Oh, you poor thing. Well, you know what? Even though it was a very stressful time, I still miss our listener friends. I miss doing this with you guys. Um, everybody, thanks, thanks for back. letting us take a little break. Yeah, we're I mean, back. They we could have let us go a little bit longer, but. It's okay, fine. well, we <laughs> well, actually so got no feedback. <laughs> so maybe they're like, why are you back? Go away. <laughs> no, the masses were like, where are you? Where are your opinions about? my light. No, they're like, damn, if you're going to complain about it, be gone. Go away. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? We're back. We're ready for season three. Oh, shit. Yeah, I can't believe it. We should mention that this is we've been doing this for a year now. Oh my god, yeah. it's We missed our own year anniversary, I think, because we were on vacation. (laughs) Okay, let's do Best and worst of the year. Like, what in are the our hires? Of our 2020 highlights? or of? Of the twilight phase year. Okay, then it's probably before I, 2020. Twilight of the year. Ooh, when, you know, we were really in the heat of the pandemic and no one expected us to record a podcast, so there was a solid month where we didn't. <laughs> Is that your hire? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Um... My highlight is when we had the most listens, which was, like, astronomically more listens than we ever thought we were going to get. Like, when we first started this podcast, I was like, wow, guys, we have 20 listens. That means there's people that we don't know who listen to this podcast. That and that blew was, our like, minds. mind blowing. That was yeah. mind-blowing. We were like, that's, like, like, a lot of people we don't know yeah i mean i can't imagine that many people so and now we have like orders of magnitude more listeners than that that we don't know and i'm grateful for every single one of you i love you guys really yeah the ones who write Um, in the ones who don't my loves your hair okay well we definitely love some of them more no we don't i love them all. the ones who write in we love more than the ones who don't i just love them more visibly and specifically but not more equals more (laughs) I think that my low would be us, like, trying to record at work and having to wait for, like, blowhards to stop yelling in the office so that we can record. Just, like, yep. oh, my God. Stop. Yeah. We would have never been able to imagine us recording in, like, separate places and it working. And It's going great. Wow, look at that. My low um is when we decided to – read life and death and then make <laughs> one episode about it because it resulted in like a month and a half of us slogging through that book and then me and editing it. one three-hour episode into like three episodes. It was a nice break for me. Oh so my god, maybe point. my low should actually be that episode from like a month or two ago that was just the episode of <gasps> from hell. The episode like Every from hell. technical thing went wrong. Like, yeah, our computers didn't work, our mics didn't work, our editing software didn't work. We were like, it was terrible. <laughs> set us free. <laughs> okay, um, come What about your high? Oh, wait, I have a new high. There are so many. Okay, what's your yeah. high? Midnight Sun, the announcement. <gasps> oh yeah. my God, that's a <laughs> good one. Yeah. Right? We've been doing this podcast a year, and Stephanie Meyer announced in the middle that she was finally publishing Midnight Sun. Like, we, we couldn't have her. that better. We that summoned was for her. Us. Yeah, yeah, it was.
1: It she was like it. Honestly the
0: excitement wild. of like when the countdown went up yeah. and us texting each other, filming our break, recording our breaking news episode. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. When Dude we were lot. like, guys, there's breaking news. There's a breaking, breaking really? news Twilight, Twilight podcast. We have to make a podcast <laughs> about this breaking news, and then I Maya tried to get us predicted. Maya tried to get us to record it at like eight thirty a.m. and we were now. <laughs> like, sorry, like, no. <laughs> it happened midday so. we did it at noon was pretty says. good it's pretty <laughs> um I don't know that this is my highest high but the one that I'm going to pick is having stickers made and like yes. sending them out to people and just like yeah. holding it feels weird to call it merch because like it's merch but, like it is but like holding we like, have an item that we dreamt up that represents this like you can't hold a podcast you know but you can I hold mean, a sticker and just be like, "Oh, we're doing this, and it's we're so made cool." Thing. I Head really on over to our Patreon stickers. to get a sticker. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want That's a sticker? Right. They're available for purchase. <laughs> um, <laughs> <ongoing wow>. rate. <laughs> what a lovely, lovely year it's been. Thanks to everybody who's made it, or if you just joined.
1: Thank you I can't believe really if even you're listening in
0: the future. If we've like been on this podcast for like three years and you're listening and you're like, oh, oh my god, episode, Wait, can uh, I say thank hi you for being friends? there. Yeah. Wow. Oh my god. Hi, okay. Let's friends. say what we want to say to our future selves, our and future then later selves? we can listen to this episode. It's like a and- time capsule. Okay. Um, this is so Melissa, Melissa. Like one year. You're dope as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we got. If we're still doing this podcast in one year, um, I would have to say congratulations. Can't believe you kept it up. I think we will. You're killing it. I think we're still gonna be here in a year. I I hope I will be. I mean, mean, yeah. (laughs) Assuming nothing like happens to us, we will knock on some wood about that. Jesus. This just went off the rails. <laughs> I have been trying to steer us toward uh, reading listener emails. Oh my god! And I, we're I, supposed to be talking about a book. Haven't succeeded, <laughs> and I'm just good gonna. Ideas. Hang I'm on. my a future sharp self. right. Future self, um, you're doing great, and I know you're trying hard. Now let's do some listener emails. Stop holding okay. us up. So, we're going back in the vault because we haven't read listener emails in so long. Um, <laughs> we're so good at this. But, if you didn't know, now that we're like 10 minutes into our own episode, we're starting the son. <laughs> uh Both of you just made so much noise that it did not register through my speakers, so don't know if that's really how that happened. Um, I'm going to read this email from Emma. Not the whole thing, but a little excerpt. Hi, Emma. Emma. I was going through life very happily and had been since and had been since coming out of my Twihard phase 10 years ago. Then the release date for Midnight Sun came around and I thought what could be the harm in pre-ordering <laughs> that, that, that. <laughs> This was the start of my downfall. I read it within two days when I got it and loved it and I was like might as well watch the films on Netflix etc. She asked her mother to bring her the books from her childhood bedroom. She offered to bring my Edward Gore poster, but I figured that would be taking it too so far. Emma, um, have overall. your mom send it to me. Yeah, we've gone <laughs> way farther, honestly. We're send at least, at least a, a podcast. Overall, what I'd like to say is that I'm so glad that you're all facilitating my refreshed Twilight phase, and I'm glad I came across your podcast. We're facilitators. Thanks. So Facilitators are fun for writing <laughs> from the uk Double, uh, we love you emma thanks for writing um <laughs> i'm also going to read just an excerpt from priya's email thank you for your extensive Hi, priya. thoughts priya i read every word of them I we read them all, all read every word that's that's right, a lie, melissa because you never sign in to i our read database, the you know. screenshots you sent me oh good okay um, Melissa reads them if we screenshot them <laughs> so if yours is very very long Melissa just gets excerpts for the sake of Melissa I'll read the beginning first of all I love Twilight Phase. the three of you are hilarious and insightful and I love hearing your professional opinions on Smire's writing and the publishing industry in general you're welcome yeah you are, welcome. are professional aren't they yeah secondly Thank you for pinpointing the word yearning. I've been trying to put a finger on the quality that I find so compelling about the romance in Twilight and all of my favorite romances in general and yearning is it. Seems very obvious in retrospect. Okay. General thoughts on Midnight Sun. I will also excerpt. I felt so weird during and after reading it. When I first got it I couldn't <laughs> help skimming through and reading random bits including the ending so I kind of spoiled the new material for myself. But then it took me 10 days to finish it. This time around, I was so hyper aware of the icky racism and misogyny and other negative aspects that I found it kind of difficult to enjoy the fun and beautiful parts, at least for the first half. But there was absolutely some top-notch yearning and angst in there, and I am now fully back into the Twilight Renaissance now. Welcome. This is, I feel, a good introduction to our deep dive back into Midnight Sun. Before you jump in, I want to say if we didn't read your letter, we are going to catch up next time because we just had a ton to catch up on. And so yeah, we have a lot to talk about. Yeah. But we got some really amazing letters that we'll talk about next time from some experts in things. <laughs> I like our expert opinions. They're much more expert than us, but yeah, whatever. we'll get whatever. to it later. <laughs> like Priya, I also felt weird. <laughs> reading this book. <laughs> I um, reread it before this podcast, and I must say that I liked it a lot less rereading. Rereading it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't say I have been eager to reread it, having <laughs> just read it in August. Yeah, I, I was think. very, very excited to read Midnight Sun when it came out. Mm-hmm. Rereading. off work. I took off work. The, Rereading the first chapter last night, I had like a good time reading, but I wasn't like, "Wow, I can't wait to do my my homework," you know? Right. I also wanted to ask you guys, um, especially on Tumblr, I feel like I saw um, a lot of people who didn't want to support Stephanie by buying mm-hmm. another book. Um, obviously, we spend a lot of this podcast talking about the problematic aspects of Twilight and what she gets wrong um do you guys have feelings we all bought this book we did a Midnight Sun giveaway do you have feelings about this generally like are we supporting a problematic fave listen oh you go ahead Melissa I was just gonna say I've been battling this um all year because J.K. Rowling yeah. So I haven't said that I've really come to a conclusion as far as supporting or not supporting it. Um actually I, I have I haven't come to any. Um I'm just floating in limbo. Uh I in my mind don't support it, but yet here here I am investing yeah. my time and energy and dollars. <laughs> so I really feel like we can't escape from supporting things that are bad. Because there's right. bad stuff. Everyone everywhere. is bad. Right. But I'm not saying that it excuses it, but we can like look within ourselves and think about like where we want to draw the line. Like I cannot like really live with myself buying things from Amazon. Mm-hmm. Just knowing the way that their workers are mistreated. That like nineteen thousand Amazon workers or something like that got COVID. I, yeah. I can't give them my money. But Fuck just Bezos. Bezos? Yeah. Bezos. Doesn't matter. Yeah, like, fuck him. I can't give him my money. I just can't do it. Um, Wayfair took a contract to supply the beds for detention centers, which are just fucking concentration camps. I just can't buy from Wayfair. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. Stephanie Meyer, like, she's a private citizen, and that doesn't mean that she's, like, you know, outside the realm of, of being criticized and, like, thinking about whether or not we should support her, but I feel like it's not really the same level and even though she's been political in the past, she's not like currently political and we have had hints that her politics have like changed. So to me, it just like doesn't feel like squicky inside the way that supporting other places makes me feel bad inside so i'm just kind of trusting my gut on it and if other people don't want to buy if it makes them feel bad i understand and they can borrow my copy if they want to read and but also have you to look just at my notes listen to this podcast truly we'll just tell you yeah we'll just tell you what happens or i guess you could read your old copy of twilight but there's new stuff and then you'll know because twilight is just midnight sun but shorter <laughs> and more fun to read and <laughs> <I am> better <laughs> <laughs> that there is like possibly the title of the episode <laughs> violet is my nice son but shorter, shorter and
1: okay better.
0: jumping right in the first note that i made once we get into the text unless melissa is going to insist that we talk about table of contents Wait. i was gonna go earlier than that <laughs> dedication wait yeah. we have to talk about the title co- page title page the title page, the title right. page is important we have to talk the title about the page. package oh my gosh i didn't even think about that yeah we have to talk about the book as a whole um so when you look at the title page it's not initially clear what you're seeing no i found it very confusing But when your eye, like, captures it, it's a close-up of a statue of, and, like, two people in the statue are about to kiss, and the man's face is at the top being lowered towards the woman's, whose neck is bent back at this dramatic angle. That was a very good description. I'm trying to see if there's a photo copyright. I am also looking for the, (laughs) um, for the, oh, it's on the, it's on the copyright page. Yeah. Um. The State Hermitage Museum, St. Petersburg. Um, I forget who this pair is, but it is not Hades and Persephone. Is it Romeo and Juliet? <laughs> no, it's I can Google it. <laughs> I think it's important that we know who this is. Okay. While <laughs> Olivia looks that up, I shall read the dedication. This yeah. book is dedicated to all the readers who have been such a happy part of my life for the last 15 years. When we first met, many of you were young teenagers with bright, beautiful eyes full of dreams for the future. <laughs> I hope anymore. that in the years that have passed, you've all found your dreams and that the reality of them was even better than you'd hoped. In Aww. reality, Stephanie, we are all depressed and in quarantine, <laughs> yeah, but in this pandemic. really did like, touch me in an emotional way. I just wrote, hey. I weep. It was so good. That was a great dedication. That's so sweet. It was really nice. She could I have mean, been like my family. She could have been.
1: I, I mean, here
0: we are like working in books. Yeah, like that was my dream when I was reading Twilight. Here wow. we are. Um, I know, I did it. Should we talk about the acknowledgements? Wait, hold on. Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> um, I did just want to talk about how she, like, brought up the fact that, like, many of the people who are probably reading this were young teenagers when Twilight came out and were now therefore uh, much older than that. Um, but I did, like, a little math, and, like, the first time I read Twilight, I was 13 going on 14. And now wow. I'm 28 going on 29. <laughs> No wonder it got in our heads. I know. I was like, it's been such a part of my life. Uh, For almost longer than you've not, for longer than you've not had it, right? You were 13 and it's been 15 years. Yeah. So Twilight Um, is a bigger, your Twilight life is more, is bigger than your non-Twilight life. Oh my God. Well, it's only going to keep getting bigger. Yeah. Yeah. But like you've passed that point, now. I passed the point. I realized recently that my best friend and I have now known each other longer than we didn't know each other before. Wow! I was like, well, Damn. we flipped. That's beautiful. Um, this statue out. is Psyche revived by Cupid's kiss. Oh well, you know, at least there's some uh, mythology in there. It re- <laughs> represents the god cupid in the height of love and tenderness immediately after awakening the lifeless psyche with a kiss that's from wikipedia for my uh don't kiss unconscious people well there's that i feel like that's um you know bella awakening edward really i agree edward is the life. oh you mean not you mean not literally with the kiss i was like when does that happen (laughs) no (laughs) Just by, like, blazing across his life like a moonlit night. You just know? by having no thoughts <laughs> that he yeah. can hear. Yeah, exactly. Okay, now I, I just want to jump ahead to the acknowledgments really quickly. I'm sure we'll cover them more at the very end. But it goes so beautifully with the dedication because yeah. the very last line of the acknowledgments is such. And finally, the readers who were so patiently eager for this book, I never would have finished without your support. You belong on this page. Please write your name on the line below and give yourself a high five. And there's a line. And I did write my name in I and did. give myself a high I five. My name. I was like, I'm acknowledged. <laughs> <laughs> Can I like just point out that all of us are in acknowledgement um, at this point? So this isn't really a big moment for us, but it is something. I mean, that's it's true. It's very, very common easy. for us. We're <laughs> very influential and famous in the book world. Yeah, my name is in a lot of things. It's it's looking me at. I got such a good acknowledgement in in Buster. Buster. Yes, it, it, it was. Let you me got like a whole paragraph. It, it ended with "That's my, That's friend, my friend," which yes. is what I say when I see my friends out this. and yeah. out. And I was yeah. like, "I'm so done. <laughs> so my best acknowledgement was was Deborah Deborah Wiles, um, for Anthem. She said it was to Melissa. Fuck. I don't know. We want for to edit this out. Oh yeah. Thank you for waiting for me and for believing in the power of reading. Wow. <laughs> I was like, That's I'm not just an like, acknowledgement. book like, was late and Melissa's job was to make sure it wasn't late. It just yeah. sounded so much more like dramatic to yeah. someone reading it, not in the context right. that I was basically waiting. waiting for her yeah. manuscript to come right. in. <laughs> and you had no choice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had no choice in it. But That's right, why anyway. she said thank you. Okay, so what I was going to say is that my first note within the text of the first chapter, First Sight, mm-hmm. um, is he is verbose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just immediately, quite dense. He likes to look at every aspect of every situation and really dig in. <laughs> Like, um, he just has so much time to think in between every second in between because his brain between, goes so fast right. he seconds aren't yeah, it, it's just it's too much. he He just thinks too fast. He thinks too much too quickly there's there's um, too much opportunity for too many thoughts. I did want to just briefly touch on in like the first and third sentences, the first thing I noticed was the use of the subjunctive text. the subjunctive. <laughs> tense which seems like a purposeful choice here if only because you know you listeners let me give you a little spiel on the subjunctive that's good because i don't know it (laughs) it's it's basically the word were instead of saying like in the first sentence here it says this was the time of day when i most wished i were able to sleep you if you weren't using subjunctive you would say was so this was the time of day when I, when I most wished I was able to sleep, which is also grammatically correct. But Edward uses were because he doesn't actually ever get to be able to sleep. Like, it's a future that could never happen. So you and wouldn't say he's was. And because old-timey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, like, because he will, will never sleep in the future, you use the subjunctive. If he were at some point to sleep, then you would use was. Do you sense. like that because, that does make sense, did you like that because it's like fun grammar or did you like it because you were like, oh, Stephanie got this correct? <laughs> um, both those things, but also because enter sentence three, and in sentence three he says, or was purgatory the right word if there were any way for me to atone for my sins? He'll never be able so to So he's using- This ought to count toward the tally in some measure. Yeah. So he's using subjunctive here to talk about whether or not he can atone for his sins, which implies that he assumes and knows that that will never happen. Mm, that's like a pretty it was good possible. characterization. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if Stephanie actually like- <laughs> Thought about that and uh, did this purposefully, but like as someone who knows grammar and was reading this book for the first time, I clamped onto that and I was like, "He doesn't think he's ever gonna atone for his sins." <laughs> wow, good reading, um, Melissa. What Thanks. I got from those sentences, I wrote next to it: LMAO, drama. <laughs> 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 I mean, like love these. Theaters three different readings of the <laughs> opening lines of <laughs> the sun oh my god um, oh immediately gosh. after forgot that to recap oh yeah oh. we even have to recap just really? listen to the old twilight <laughs> episodes okay it's the same story Re-ca- no we gotta recap edward okay. is sitting in high school he's the most bored he's ever been the same as yeah. every single day of his life He thinks about how stupid everybody is. Mm -hmm. Like, literally everybody. And then he catalogs ways that everybody is... Even his family. (laughs) Including his family. He thinks about how everybody is so stupid for thinking about this new girl. Everybody can't get over the new girl. Ooh, new shiny object. Oh my god, everybody's... He goes to lunch. He has a lot of, like, weird internal conversations with his family. They're all very strange. (laughs) and very noticeable and then um he finally sees that. he sees bella for the first time and immediately Ooh. notices that but he cannot average. hear her thoughts she's very average looking but he cannot <laughs> hear and frail looking like and he Bray- cannot hear her thoughts she's a baby bird she's a little baby bird with big eyes and months. then they go to biology uh-oh malice bella uh, he thinks for approximately three pages about how he could and maybe will kill her. Yes, lots of different ways, including many different people. It's he like, will okay, power his way through else. first. If I kill her okay. first, well, very detailed. Very detailed. Home. If I just wait two hours instead of one, then he gets through biology. Her. He goes to the office to try to switch periods smells bella again and is like fuck it really is that bad and then (laughs) drives home with his family and alice is like you're leaving what a completely useless time for her to come in Yeah, anyway, we have a lot I to immediately before <laughs> that was just thinking, about other, <laughs> <Yeah>. thinking <laughs> really, really about other things. Yeah. I was like, you're so useless. Like, <laughs> his entire life has changed in this single moment. You're just paying attention to something else and you didn't notice. Like, God.
1: <laughs> so- Don't worry.
0: <laughs> Stephanie really explains it ahead of time really hard so that you'll <laughs> yeah. believe her. Yeah, yeah everything that you could consider a plot hole in Twilight, <laughs> Stephanie Meyer is like, no. Double down. Actually, here's yep. why that happened. <laughs> I actually think that's the main reason why this book doesn't work. Yeah. She I mean, went she leaned so hard into that. Well like you can't when you write the whole story from the other person's perspective. You have to explain all of their actions for everything. Like you, well, you take away the mystery because you already could know have, how Bella reacts to everything. So now you don't right. have to do the other side. She could have focused on other things. I mean, yeah, get like, like maybe Edward's story ha- is like I don't know. Other things are important, which we get like a little bit of in the very middle, and that's kind of it. Right. I do think she did script herself in really hard when she was like yeah. i have to keep all the dialogue exactly the same and right. every action exactly the same when you could do kind of like a more loosey-goosey approach you know yeah even like she could just like skim over certain conversations exactly you know what she like, does occasionally. occasionally she went she went more detailed into conversations that weren't in twilight right, right. <laughs> which <laughs> i enjoyed i enjoyed. yeah i music. did like those some of it is great okay so Let's breeze through. We can't breeze through it. He no. ta- He talks shit about everybody. Edward is so annoying. He's so pretentious. Yeah. I wrote. Comes out the gate swinging, like <laughs> truly. Like Rosalie was thinking as usual about herself. Her mind was a stagnant Ugh. pool with few surprises. Like yeah. He goes on to talk about how she's thinking about how beautiful she is, and I wrote, okay, but is she wrong? <laughs> is she wrong? <laughs> also, is she wrong? I, yeah. If I were as beautiful as Rosalie, I'd also be thinking right now about how beautiful I am in this Zoom picture. <laughs> like, think I know how beautiful I am all the time, and I'm yeah. not supernaturally beautiful. We think about multiple things simultaneously. But not I'm Rosalie. I'm sure not Rosalie, no. I was no. thinking, I mean, I guess she's, like, a perfect vampire. Like, wouldn't you still have insecurities? Like, how does she just have... I mean, she like, does. We find that out. All she has time to ever think about is how beautiful she is. Like, yeah. I don't buy he it. He just he spends. Emmett years only thinks and about the years fight and it's years. So one-dimensional. Spending time reading these people's minds, and he has like a more one-dimensional understanding of them than than normally would. Anyone, yeah, than a normal person would, which makes no <laughs> sense because he reads their mind. Yeah, Rosalie only thinks about how beautiful she is. Emmett is thinking about this wrestling match that he had with Jasper, and, like, that's literally all he says. That's about, it. That's all I about. All knows. day. <laughs> if Edward were smarter, if Edward was as smart as he thinks he, wa- he was, he is, then he would actually be, like, Wow, um, being a vampire must reduce you to like two <laughs> qualities because everyone in my family really has one trait and that's one backup trait. trait. Yeah, that's it. So yeah. this must be a vampire thing. Mine must be pretension. <laughs> Except, <laughs> he also thinks it about all the humans around him. Yeah. We're he... also only thinking about Bella. And like, again, she doubles down on like, literally everyone can only think about Bella this whole day uh he writes half the sheep like males were already imagining themselves infatuated with her just because there w- she was something new to look at i wrote this you <laughs> later Literally at the beginning of that paragraph he says several hundred of these voices i ignored out of boredom <laughs> like several hundred they're all boring to you like why well, Also, how many people are at this school? (laughs) Also, (laughs) of course, like it's not out of boredom, it's out of necessity. If you listen to 200 people at one time, you would not function. Right. (laughs) Like, stop kidding yourself, Edward. Later in this chapter, he says, I was the last person who would ever stand as a protector for Isabella Swan. And I wrote, "That's <laughs> what you say." Irony. I thought that was so fun. I was like, "Ha ha ha!" As the <laughs> reader, <laughs> I know more. <laughs> ha ha. He chuckled. Dramatic what? irony. Wow, we're doing so much um, <laughs> English class stuff. Put us in the English curriculum. class stop. <laughs> anyway i think i wrote um like in the margins i wrote i'm rolling my eyes i counted i did it seven times (laughs) so there were seven times that i thought it worth commenting that i was rolling my eyes i do not know how many times i was actually rolling my eyes he start. he's listening to jessica who also is like as like more mean than Bella ever implied that she was and like when Bella implied it it, I was like why is Bella being so mean about Jessica Jessica is a nice person who's trying to help oh according to Edward Jessica actually is that petty and mean and shitty and awful and Bella just has a great intuition (laughs) even though this is canon I kind of reject it I know I totally reject it no Jessica is like really nice and a good friend he tries to be a good friend I agree but yes. meanwhile, she, like, in here, she's thinking, everyone's looking at me today, too. Isn't it lucky Bella has two classes with me? I bet Mike will want to ask me what she's, and then Edward inter- interrupts her with his own thought. I tried yeah. to block out the inane chatter out of my head before the petty and the trivial could drive me mad. Like God, uh, oh. What I really get from this is, like, Edward, go home. <laughs> Edward, go <laughs> he's, he's choosing to be there. Like, they are all, all like choosing it. You're a hondo. Go home. <laughs> you have the power to murder all of these people. You the whole, also have the power to walk away. The whole premise has never made all that much sense. No. Oh, and the only nice person is Angela. Angela of is course. a sweet baby Angel. And I love, <laughs> and and I love that she... we know that Angela is the only nice person is because she's the only one who isn't thinking about Bella. And I was right. like, oh, this just shows me that Angela doesn't give a shit yeah <laughs> she's like the only one who sounds like a real person yeah so, so i actually i meant to ask you guys so i'm already looking at like the um cafeteria scene where we hear everyone mike's thoughts. thoughts eric's thoughts lauren's thoughts literally everyone is being real like so shitty and annoying yes do Are you, you think bring up the ellipses no i, wasn't <laughs> I was not going bring to up the ellipses Okay, before you talk about the ellipses, I just wanted to ask you, like, high school sucks, Mm -hmm. but do you think if you sat in a high school cafeteria and could hear everybody's thoughts, would it be this bad? No. Or are you a more optimistic person?
1: (laughs) I I think think everyone would be be thinking about
0: themselves. Like, you get the drama, the gossip. Edward thinks he's too good for the gossip, but I'm sure in (laughs) Forks High School, it's, like, kind of incestuous, and they're all dating and breaking up all the time. I think Um, that would have to be how you'd entertain yourself. You'd have to be following the soap operas of the people around you. And, like, okay, also what I found very baffling is, you know, how we have, you know, these 20 pages of Edward, like, thinking so little of these people, yeah. And the fact also that Alice has to tell Jasper to, like, think of them as people. I'm like, yeah, that's literally what they are. Think of them <laughs> as they are, I guess. Um, is that, you know, they're on this, like, also high horse of, like, we don't eat people because that's murder and that's bad. I'm like, you think so highly of them that you've changed your entire food diet of your species for them, but also think they're the stupidest things on the planet. That's I was like, such Sorry. a good point. What's the point I'm like, like I won't eat a cow because all life is sacred and needs to be protected. Also, cows are fucking dumb. Wish <laughs> I could kick a cow in the face. All they think like, is what's stupid the things. Point of not eating humans, if you don't interact with humans, and who thinks no so poorly of them. For humanity? Right. right. Like the point would be to have a more normal life. Right. Like he thinks. The Carlisle he is the only one who is like actually integrated into the town whatsoever. No, the more I here. think about this. The wilder it is. <laughs> like Edward is like because Bella, I don't want to be a monster. I want to hang on to whatever shred of humanity I can. And then when Edward is faced with humanity every single day, he's like this is the hell. <laughs> right. Gotta be free from this purgatory. Right. These sheep. He compares them to sheep. I'm like, you oh, eat sheep, one. don't you? Page you one. eat sheep. So and if like, I don't want him to eat them, but just like maybe like be like the food. cognitive dissonance here does not make sense, and I think that it should have been addressed, but whatever. Look, I get that, you know, the point of the beginning of this narrative is to establish that Edward is bored and miserable. Right. Like, okay, fine. I get it. But you can be like, a little bit bored by your own life and not super happy, but not be, like, this dripping with misery and pretension right. in every single thought. Right. It could even like be, you, like, I followed a soap opera with mild interest, but the same storylines right. of high school do get old year after right. year. Like, right. oh, so-and-so was now dating so-and-so reminds right. me of ten years ago. <laughs> like, you can know that every human is complex and, like, has... Not its- be in love with any of them. Right. Like, and also be like, yeah, I don't want to hang out with any of these people. Like, that's fine. I like- want... <laughs> Go ahead. I want to jump ahead to the top of page 10 uh, when Edward has realized that he can't hear Bella's thoughts. Yes. So, like, when he can hear people's thoughts, it's very upsetting to him. And now he can't hear Bella's thoughts. And he says... <laughs> What if it all went away? What if this was just the first symptom of some kind of mental decline? I wrote, oh my God, you'll be a normie. <laughs> like, Edward, I'm- what if you lose a thing that makes you so special and better than everyone else? He does well, and say, then he says. Yeah. This was the line that was like, oh, wait, you, oh, you do kind of know how dumb you are. Because who would I be without what I could do? And I was like, yeah, exactly, Edward. Try to like have some identity outside of this. Yeah. I was going to point out that first he says, I'd often wished that I could escape the cacophony. So he knows that he's being contradictory. Like, he hates it, but also if he lost it, who would he be without it? And and he's, like, wishing that he could listen to her, and then he's like, not that I would find anything worth listening to. <laughs> So it's, like, literally only interesting because he can't, because he doesn't like listening to any of the people that he listens to. And also like our whole takeaway from reading Twilight really is that, you know, Bella is all of us. Like she actually is, you know, just like your average teenage girl who we can insert for any of us. And like, guess what? That means that her thoughts are just as average as everyone else's. Right. That's what I was thinking. Still interesting. Exactly. Like, Like, I don't understand. Okay. So one time at camp, I had a camper who was like, well, if everyone's special, that means no one is. And I was like, no! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's from The Incredibles. We're, <laughs> we're all like, special. Guess what? It's we're not, all not special. Yeah. Like, no, no, we can all be special. Yeah. Right. we're Like, everyone is valuable. Like, everyone is interesting. Everyone is special. Like, and listener, truly the only special. reason, the only reason that Bella is interesting to him is because one, he cannot read her thoughts, and number two, she smells really good. That's yeah. it. And like, Later, he falls in love with her for very valid reasons. Yes. But it feels like reasons that you could fall in love with any average person. For when you, like, anyone. realize how selfless they are. And you right. realize how kind they are. He just doesn't like, let himself do that until Bella. Right. So I feel like the beginning of this book is trying to set up that Bella is really special. Right. But, but I, I think the whole by point making of Twilight was that she was Everybody shitty. Right. Like, I feel like the point of Twilight is that she was, but she wasn't the superhero. Right. Like know? she's special in the way that we're all special, but there's yes. nothing like, you know, I don't know, magical. Supernatural. About it. Yeah, she's yeah. not magical. She's just her own special person, just like right. the rest of she's us. She's just a regular human. So let's talk about that scent. Because <sighs> whoo is it? Uh, described in well, her scent is actually not described at yeah. all.
1: Um, no but the smell the itself react, is just the effect of
0: it yeah, yeah. just the effect
1: it Which, hits him so like a you,
0: battering ram i'm so oh, glad you pointed that out though because truly i want to know what he thinks she smells like i Are think you, it's oh kind oh of okay. like a catch-22 though because if he explained it we wouldn't find it like appealing yeah like ooh, Frisha, i want to eat it so bad but, <laughs> I don't know. It would help ground me some instead of just sort of this unnameable like You know what? Good point. Sensory details are important. Yeah, yeah. and like what well, let's bring it back around to a discovery of witches again. Like, I don't know. I always find when people do describe people's scents, it's like a little overly specific. Like, mm-hmm. does Matthew really smell like cloves? Is
1: mm-hmm. that good? Mm-hmm. What do
0: cloves smell like? Right. And yet, but like I like it. I like it because something. also, I'm like, okay. Maybe I don't love cloves, but Diana does. She and, loves you know, cloves. That's part of, it helps me believe, you know, they're weird things. It gives some atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. If I just know that you really like the way she smells, I'm just like, okay. I don't know. Right, here Edward is just sniffing her breath all the time, and it's weird. It's <laughs> real weird. Um, also, it's kind of interesting that her blood is described as sweet. I was a vampire, oh, and that. she had the sweetest blood I'd smelled in more than 80 years. I guess you can smell sweetness. It's it's just kind of like an interesting choice, you know? Yeah. Like, instead of, like, the most alluring blood I'd smelled in 80 years or it just, whatever. It is very, um, I mean, that's how you talk about it when you get bit by mosquitoes a lot. <laughs> I think I have heard that. Nobody's ever said that? Like, oh, you must have really sweet blood? No. I feel like I've heard that. It's, like, stupid and arbitrary, but that's how you say it. Um, I feel like that was a pretty good passage. It was very dramatic. Um, and oh, the battering ram? Yeah. Reading... Yeah, yeah. Okay. If I were reading Midnight Sun without ever reading Twilight, pages one through nine, I would have been like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then this, like, really does have, like, a lot of tension in it, and it's, yeah. like, pretty good writing, and- It's maybe like, tension drawn out like, too long. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, um, But that's the whole book. Then he <laughs> yeah. sees himself in her eyes, and it of. reflected, and is so, yeah, it's very hard to, to do. Melissa is trying to get us to, I can't see myself in your eyes, but well, to be fair, we're over video. <laughs> we're so he can see everything. Um, and she has really big eyes. <laughs> and yeah. she has giant doe-like eyes. Um,
1: I'm
0: imagining And then her that like an is what girl. Right, exactly. <laughs> that oh, is God. what gives him pause to see himself as the monster that he hates about himself. Right. right. Which, like, Holler, I appreciate that he is what gives himself pause.
1: Yeah, yeah that's, some, true. that's I guess
0: some that's interesting. Self reflection that we really sure. haven't had. Right. I like what happens right after that. So he's like very tense about what's happened. So his hand has like kind of crushed <laughs> the wood of the desk and he kind of straightens it out and uses his foot to kick away the wood shavings. He was like, You know, those are the rules of being a vampire. Destroy all the evidence. you got to think about collateral damage. And I was like, this is fun to get vampire rules. That's true. That's true. I was so distracted how by silly the pulverizing of the desk was that I did not that hard about that. I wrote, why am I laughing? (laughs) (laughs) I also found it silly. I don't know why I found it so silly. I didn't find it particularly I was just like, vampire world. We're in and it, it, I think it's just because You go I think it's just because you're like One sentence before he's like I don't know if I can keep myself From murdering this person in front of everyone And then also simultaneously He's like sweeping away some wood shavings So you know he has yeah. like Two different parts of his brain working <laughs> <laughs> Oh, It's, just, it's good um, So after this I knew what had to happen now The girl would have to come sit beside me And I would have to kill her The innocent bystanders in this classroom, 18 other children, and one man could not be allowed to leave, having seen what they would soon see. I wrote right here, this is not sexy. No. Um, (laughs) you know, I feel like in Twilight by now, it's, like, sort of, like, mysterious and, like, tense, and it's, like, oh, he doesn't like me, but I don't know why. Right. And there's, like, this, like, you know, energy that's like kind mm-hmm. of dangerous, but he's mm-hmm. literally thinking about literally murdering her and is talking about all the children in the room, <laughs> <Ew>. and it's <laughs> like not, it's not fun from yeah. his side. Right. Real so far, kudos to Stephanie Meyer, who in the years leading up to this would be like, well, the thing is, is that Edward's side of the story is very dark and upsetting. And we were <laughs> yeah, like, she's we yeah, okay. It. <laughs> Get it to us! <laughs> He's like, it's not fun. (laughs) And then we get the two pages of him thinking through exactly how he confessed murder. Wait, can I? There's one thing in particular I wanted to bring up, um, which is at the very beginning of him thinking about all the different ways that the situation could go. um, On page 12, he says, if I killed the girl first, I would have only 15 or 20 seconds with her before the humans in the room reacted. And I was like... Fifteen to twenty seconds—that's a goddamn long time. It's a long time. I believe him. Like not even half a second has gone by since you started calculating everything. Twenty seconds. they're They're in the back of the room. He claims he can do it silently. So, okay, imagine you're sitting in biology. A vampire silently murders somebody in the back row. I think it would take a while to notice
1: i would not i believe
0: he can do it silently truly silently bella doesn't make any and then noise you look over and you're like what the fuck what and then like it takes another five seconds for you to actually see any blood does it take 20 seconds can i count 20 seconds for you maybe 20 seconds before people are like screaming and leaving the room that's just, when we've been talking in, like, milliseconds up until now, and he's like, it'll take 20 seconds, which is probably 50 pages worth of description. Maybe that's plenty of time. Maybe that's all he needs. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, get out. Yeah, because yeah, just... then he, he could snap four or five of their necks per second. Per second! It would not be noisy. I don't know I think I would notice it in less than 20 seconds at most five seconds to end every life in this room I mean about, someone like, would notice you- that and also, if you kill 30 people in five seconds why are you attending high school <laughs> again like the premise doesn't crack this brings us to one of my best sentences so I kind of just want to read it
1: do it.
0: Oh, uh, Edward is trying to decide if he should kill everybody else first or Bella first or Bella and then everybody else. And he's like, well, if I killed Bella and then went and killed everybody else and then like went back to drink her and her blood would cool while I murdered the others. And I wrote jinkies. It's like, <laughs> damn, you know what? This is dark shit. Yeah, this is something, something I, I want to think about. This is like he's so cold about it and calculating. Not only am I absolutely willing to kill every person in this room, but like ooh, I can't I can't do it the way that is most humane for them because her blood because, cool. Yeah, it'll be less tasty. I was like that's really sick. This is good writing. <laughs> This is yeah, also is. where we find out that he has a total god complex, which he says and he acknowledges. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He claims to never have killed innocents previously. Yeah, I was all like, right. Who? You're just judging who's innocent. And then on the next page, he's like, I did have a god complex. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you know. Um, and this is also where we, you know, kind of realize that the reason that he holds himself back is mostly Carlyle. Oh my god, yes. And it's also, not really himself, it's just the thought of disappointing his father. Right. He does also specifically say that his features had not changed, but it seemed to me as though some of Carlyle's wisdom had marked my expression. A little of his compassion could be traced in the set of my mouth, and hints of his patience. I was like, the past 13 pages have had zero <laughs> compassion and <laughs> zero patience. <laughs> I see no evidence. It's like, I oh, always see Esme like, Edward is the best of us, and it's like, since when? When is when? He... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and then it takes him, like, fucking three pages to remember that he doesn't have to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why doesn't <laughs> he immediately stop breathing? <laughs> I mean, you're straight dumb-dumb. Well, dumb. the thing is, the time that elapses is, right, like, it's like, ten seconds. Less, probably. Less. But we really, really drag it out. Um, I I like what happens right before that when he's like, I don't want to be a monster. She can't make me. I wouldn't. And I wrote toddler (laughs) Edward. At this point in the book, I was literally, I was just like, just leave. I mean, she does kind of explain it later. Yeah. No, he explains here why he can't walk out and it's very very unconvincing. It was like it's because students he can't... stand up and walk out of class all the time. He's like, like he if says, normal... I stood up, I'd just kill her. I'd just do it. Right. He says, right. He, he, if he thinks if he makes any movement, it will be to kill her. But then he leaves before everyone else when the bell rings. I was like, so you still. And made he's not movement breathing. And left before everyone. So sorry, that doesn't track. It doesn't make I just really think, like the Cullens also, in this instance, Edward kind of have, like, fucked up priorities. Like, Edward is like, oh, I can't reveal our secret, so I have to put all the lives in this room at risk. When instead, he could launch himself through the wall and just get away as fast <laughs> as possible. Like, sure, he would reveal his secret, but he would also save 18 lives. Well, so would murdering everybody in this classroom. Like, he, go- he thinks through the part where, like, okay, he could murder them all without anybody else coming while it's happening but, but then like, what then right, he escapes he still, the murder scene there's a room full of dead people they still they have to he leave but he's not there so it was obviously him because he was in that class and he's not dead although so then, maybe it'd be like like the this murder is impossible how could edward how could this teenage boy have snapped all All of of these necks with people just like sitting in their chairs without anybody hearing maybe he'd like get off on that somehow you know i mean his stupidity does kind of make sense when you think about how stephanie meyer had to convey how completely and totally all-consuming this thirst was but also that he stayed in biology for an hour right right (laughs) so you kind of have to make him stupid The other thing that she had to deal with is the fact that by the time she wrote this book, she understood a lot more about how Alice's questions right. were. Right. But it's very clear that during this hour, he has quote-unquote decided multiple right. times to murder, to, to murder her, Bella and or all of them. Right. In different ways. Sometimes it's in the classroom. Sometimes he waits until she gets home. So... Her explanation for this is that Alice was thinking so hard about Jasper and worrying so hard about whether Jasper is going to murder anybody that she doesn't notice. That all of their futures are thrown into. But I was thinking, like, I don't know, in Twilight, the book, it kind of seems like Alice's visions come to her. Right. having read Midnight Sun and life and death it seems more like she does have to look for them i I think it's a mix like yeah like that's so raven raven will get a vision but also they can be like raven what's going to happen and she'll be like right you would just think that if like she's looking to see if jasper were going to do anything she would also see that the futures involve. involved Edward having killed everyone in their way to deal with that. That's so true. Like, she would see, like, oh, wait, we're all moving. Why are we moving? (laughs) Like, Jasper killing someone isn't separate from whatever Edward is doing. If it's that bad that she needs to watch Jasper that closely to make sure he doesn't kill anyone, why doesn't he go home? Right, why are any of them kind of thinks that he should he's like why are we like forcing Jasper to suffer like he shouldn't be with the humans yet because he's so on edge right they're trying to build his endurance or or whatever right it's like like, okay fine fine. just seems like there's better ways to do that than by attending high school like you're stuck at high school all day right and like you want to build up his endurance fine But is it, like, really worth the risk that he could slip? Like, is killing, like, a precious little child of God worth (laughs) it that, like, now you know he can go two weeks and two days before that happens? Alice has to remind him to think of them as people. Oh my god, that was my worst (laughs) sentence. (laughs) Which is what they are! (laughs) I was like, I don't understand why you guys have chosen this lifestyle, but all right. He was picturing it, picturing himself getting up from his seat next to Alice and going to stand beside the little girl. I was like, Ew. Why are you calling him little, little girl? He thinks about all of them as children. Her him falling in love with Bella makes less and less sense. He truly also, thinks about all of them as children all the time. I was like, yeah. he also talks about the teacher that was a man. So like there is a a difference between the children in high school and the man who teaches them even though edward himself has only been a vampire for like 80 years uh-huh. so i really don't think he's been alive long enough to have had this weird ass distinction that yeah if you were like a thousand you'd yeah. be like yeah everyone is a child right. but it's if like- you're like a hundred but it's a like real f- man that's like sometimes people consider that to be the average lifespan. And in the average lifespan, they are no longer children. So, brah. So bruh. after that, you know, he leaves, he goes to talk to Miss Cope. She's the secretary who has like a very strange reaction to him, <laughs> like internally, she's like kind of attracted. Which yeah. we know from Twilight, but I never thought about it until right. reading Midnight Sun. She's right, right. Like, you have to like read her thoughts. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, she's like oh, oh, no. oh, he's young enough to be my son. And then later she's like reminding, like, too young, too young. And I'm like, this is much. Like, okay, Cope, what are you thinking? You're gonna do here? I will say um, that I had maybe a similar moment. I don't know if you guys have seen Anola Holmes. Yes, um, I've not. But guy that's opposite of Millie Bobby Brown towards the end of the movie I was like oh my god he's such a cutie like who is he and then I looked him up and he's under the age of 18 and then I was like oh my god I have to stop thinking of him as a cutie because (laughs) why am I thinking that in what way and I was like oh no just stop Melissa stop stop (laughs) did you watch Emily in Paris I watched the first episode but not yet um, it's bad and I'm going to spoil part of it for you but I watched the whole thing <laughs> um, at one point she's like hanging out with her friend's family and the friend is like I really want you to meet my brother like I think you're going to get along with him great she meets the brother they like hook up that night and later oh, she's no. like yeah your brother is awesome Oh no. and he like comes in and kisses her at the breakfast table and it's not the brother that the friend was recommending because this one like ah. just got out of high school and she's like, wait, he's how old? I didn't know. And then the mom is like, you have to come talk to me. And the mom's like, oh, I don't care about that. But do tell me. Is he a good lover? And she's like, oh. <laughs> and I was what? just like, this is a bad show. <laughs> no thank bad you. television.
1: Um, Ooh, anyway. <laughs> anyway, Yeah, it's
0: really extra. He can't drop biology she's like look there just aren't enough chairs in the room so (laughs) that in the class you want to transfer into so i think that like drop out of school move away and then then she mentions how like they should all be in college they all have perfect 4.0 is never a hesitation with a response why don't they fuck up on purpose if they know everything if they know everything they could get things wrong on purpose it's all part of playing they are like maya pointed out on like episode two they are very bad at blending in
1: very bad like
0: like have some fun with it
1: why don't they have
0: a conversation they're at their own table at lunch why can't they have a a conversation out loud nobody's listening to them edward's idea of playing human is just to stare in different directions right like, they all look so weird. They're just sitting there not talking to each other. Oh my god, you really and don't. When they do talk, Alice either talks so low that you can't hear it as a human, so low and fast, or Edward talks and the other person thinks, which is right. the weirdest fucking thing you could possibly do Have a <laughs> one-sided conversation. Right. You, you can talk about, like, people. regular stuff without giving away that you're a vampire, even if people did hear you. Talk about movies. Do you right. think you would have run out of things? Do you think they've just run out of conversations to have? Do you think you would run out of things to say to the f- four no. other people? I can attest I will never run out of opinions to have and things to say. <laughs> I thought I, like, considered that. And ultimately, I was like, you know what? I think when they're at home, they would save it up. They'd be like... You know what? I know that I'm gonna be at lunch tomorrow. Right. I could go downstairs and tell them this thing I just thought of, <laughs> or I'll just keep doing what I'm doing, and then later they're like, "Oh, you know be what? I thought of something funny human. yesterday." <laughs> right. I like. It makes sense to me that you would get into like some deep, weird, philosophical. Like I'm sure we would read a lot. You'd want to like talk about right. the things that you read. We talk I'm about sure some that- weird shit. That they like often fall into companionable silences. Right. But right, that's right. not what we're seeing. But that's not what this is. Yeah. No. This is them like purposefully not communicating. It's very strange. It was really weird. Um, so <laughs> then he leaves, like all his siblings get into the car. Um, Atlas finally pays attention long enough to be like, wow, yeah. oh. something is bad. <laughs> this is interesting. Um, and Alice's visions, like, torment him, because he, like, (laughs) he watches himself. himself. He watches himself doing these things. It would definitely be a lot more real and visceral to watch in your brain, in somebody else's brain, you do things than it is to imagine yourself doing things. Right. It would be a lot more, like, I don't know, affecting. I mean, it makes me think of, like, like mental illnesses that give you really terrible intrusive thoughts you know Mm. like Mm. schizophrenics who have these really vivid hallucinations that like feel real like you're gonna kill that person you know like they can see really terrible things and that's such a horrifying thing for somebody to have to deal with and that's edward's life like, yeah. in this case, it's really bad because there's Bella, but I'm sure there were cases before, too, where he was pretty thirsty and it was kind of touch or go for a minute there and he had to, you know, see through Alice's eyes himself do this terrible thing. Yeah. Then we get a great line where Alice is like, you will do the right thing. She murmured. Love, love <laughs> murmur. <laughs> murmur. <laughs> Not a vision this time. In order. She's Charlie Swan's only family. It would kill him, too i found that very emotionally resonant because throughout the book as edward is struggling with wanting to not kill bella i did keep coming back to alice going she's his only family like oh damn that really stuck with me as i was reading so i wanted to call it out lovely the end i remember thinking much more highly of the chapters after chapter one we get into, like, more cool stuff later on in the book, for sure. I feel like this chapter was all of us just ripping. <laughs> yeah, this is a pretty negative episode. I wonder yeah. if you all made it to the end. <laughs> Hope you did. I do have positive opinions. Um, I think they just come in later. I'll do my best sentence, I guess. Yeah. No, do your worst sentence first. Yeah, okay. we'll end on a high. My worst sentence we actually did not touch on too much. Um, I could sense her shyness from the way she held her frail-looking shoulders, slightly hunched as if she was expecting a rebuff at any moment. And then, like, sort of as like a as like a companion, um, I would like to add (laughs) blah 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 more bearable than smelling her and not sinking my teeth through that fine thin see-through skin to the hot, wet, pulsing cut-off. Um, she's like, she she's like a little bird. Oh, she's so frail ew. and delicate and it does not sound sexy. Again, not that sexy. <laughs> she's like see-through and breakable. She's like a baby bird, but also like a kicked dog. It's a <laughs> weird combo. <Ew. laughs> um, my worst sentence is... <laughs> I also have a funny anecdote to go with my I sentence. set anyway um, he says and yet though her thoughts have been so clear in her odd eyes M dash odd because of the depth to them M dash I could hear only silence from the place she was sitting <laughs> and I was like alright you could have left us off with odd eyes but you I- get odd because of the depth of them and what I immediately thought of was the Special Eyes Contacts commercial. I don't look contact with your special that eyes! Look, look. Okay, <laughs> Melissa and I could probably recreate it right now. Look, I got you some contacts. Well, they have my brand. I have Special Eyes. Well, sure, they probably do have your brand. Here, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, my brand. My brand. she says look with your special oh, eyes you're, look look with your special eyes <laughs> my <laughs> brand <laughs> and that's the commercial it's for 1-800 contacts yeah it is. got very close to line editing this sentence in the book i almost did it i was going to cross out the whole inserted in Im- between yes! and then add in oddly deep eyes there we go Oh and then I was thinking about how nobody line edited this for concision. And then I was thinking about how probably she got it in and they were like printed it as fast as possible. And that right. is why nobody attempted. To make it but also, everyone else has deep goddamn eyes. All right. <laughs> But, like, really? she probably would person. be like, well, you can't line edit it to make it more concise because that's not who how Edward he thinks. is. Right, it's Edward doesn't think concisely. Depth for voice. If anything, <laughs> I need to add more words in there, actually. Right. <laughs> it's like the offset M-dash for odd because of the depth to them. Like, oh, got it. Thanks. <laughs> I want to say something nice about it. Um, I'm not sure what yet. <laughs> I'll say, I do think that this did a really great job, like, setting up tone, you know? Like, we legitimately are like, oh, Edward is a tormented soul. Yep. And some vampire, you know, media, I think, has gotten away from the idea that vampires are tormented ancient beings, but Midnight Sun brings it right back (laughs) around. We're right in it. It effectively establishes character. It does. I'm not happy about it. No. It's not not like super, super fun to read within (laughs) two months of each other. But the first time around, I was like, oh, it's happening. And I had a great time. So I'll read my best sentence. Oh, yeah. I forgot. (laughs) I was wrapping it up. Perhaps if I avoided this girl very, very carefully, there was no need for my life to change. I had things ordered the way I liked them. Why should I let some aggravating and delicious nobody ruin that? (gasps) Oh my god, Melissa, you got weirdly quiet, but I heard what you said. (laughs) My headphones came off. I was so excited. (laughs) (laughs) That was also Melissa's present. Yeah, and I was going to read the whole paragraph too, because the juxtaposition You need the setup. He had things ordered his way in this delicious nobody (laughs) and to ruin it (laughs) it's a good i feel like that's back to the like snappy twilight lines yeah you you know what that's also great because i love the trope where someone's like i'm perfectly happy and i don't want anything in my life to change (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then someone comes in and like throws everything upside down and they're like Oh no! Now my life's better. I'm mad. <laughs> I just know that Me would have put delicious nobody on an icon. So many live journal icons. Yeah, yeah. Would have oh said gosh. aggravating and delicious nobody. Yeah, like so that's nice. me. I'm a delicious nobody. Should I change <laughs> our Twitter name? <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> um, uh, listeners. Thank you guys for hanging in as we went on vacation and thank you for going on this journey deep, deep, deep <laughs> into Edward's oddly deep odd because of <laughs> his depth psyche. <laughs> 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 because of the depth of it. <laughs> Can us. we put our title in M dashes? Is that weird? <laughs> <laughs> I don't see why not. They can't right. stop us. They can't stop us. Well, we hope that you are ready for this Midnight Sun ride. We'll read I'm chapter not. two next week. Um, Probably just a chapter. Right. Well, so I feel like this is, this yeah, book is gonna be a, a chapter by chapter Ooh. kind of read, even though it's the longest book that we've attempted Uma. to. Well, chapter well, know, two is pages twenty-three to forty-nine. Oh my god. <laughs> so All right, yeah, just so- chapter two, I'd say. Yeah, we're just doing chapter by chapter. <laughs> well, email us with Questions, comments, and thoughts about Midnight Sun, obviously, and the depths of Edward's psyche at twilightphasepodcast at gmail.com. Tell us if, if you, you think like- Edward is stupid or smart. Yeah, good idea. There's only one right answer. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to support us, check out patreon.com slash Podcast. Special shout out to our patrons, Jillian, Molina, Bridget, Eric, and Samantha. Thank you so much. Thanks. You can all follow us at Twilight underscore phase on Twitter and Instagram and Twilight Phase Podcast on Tumblr. Disclaimer we owe nothing. The Twilight Universe, Midnight Sun, all of it belongs only to Stephanie Meyer. Please don't sue us. <laughs> Audio editing by Maya Marlette, cover image by Laura Shermer. Our theme music is written and performed by Adrian Mooring. We'll be back next week. And if you don't like it, you can fight me and then murder a classroom full of my something. <laughs> <company. laughs> that was good. I'm doing editing, so maybe I'll cut that off. Who knows? <laughs> I <don't> know <laughs> it was <about>. really <laughs> good. You should leave it. <laughs>